Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about a sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They're a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Every week, they host different events, all with the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like O'Teal Burbridge, Trouble No More, former members of the band, Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, Bill Frizzell, Sean Colvin, and many more. This June, join the Fab Foe, Joan Osborne, John Sebastian, Marshall Crenshaw, and a great group of faculty for the debut of Magical Mystery Camp. This all-inclusive, once-in-a-lifetime music vacation experience in the heart of the Catskills will be packed with nightly performances, workshops, speakers, song circles, open mics, and a lot more. If you're a performing musician at any level, bring your instrument. If you're a music lover, bring your good spirit. It's an amazing experience for individuals, friends, and couples alike. Registration is open, spots are filling up, so check it out soon. And scholarships are available. Check out magicalmysterycamp.com slash helpingfriendly to learn more. You guys like coffee? Yes. I actually cannot function without it. Luckily for us, we have an advertiser, Passion House Coffee Roasters. Passion House was founded by a longtime fan in Chicago, and they've been sourcing and roasting some of the best beans in the world since 2011. Now they need your help naming a new coffee, an experimental micro lot from a renowned farm in Colombia. With coffees named Millie Grace, LSD, and Box of Rain, the bar is high for a new name. But we know you can help. Go to passionhousecoffee.com slash Osiris to read about the mystery coffee and submit your idea for the coffee name. While you're there, pick up some beans or cans of cold brew. I had the Passion Cat cold brew cans recently, and they're great. Our listeners get 30% off their coffee, so enter Osiris at checkout. Get after it.
Hey everybody, this is Matt here with a quick hit for night one of Merriweather, June 22nd, 2019. I'm here with Seth, who is White Collar Wook on Twitter. Hey Seth, how's it going? Hey man, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah, thanks for uh, for helping us out this morning. Excited to talk to you about a show that uh, we were both at last night. Uh, excited to finally jump on the tour myself. Catch the first of about eight shows I'm going to see this summer. Um, but we had, uh, I, I don't know about you, but I had a good time at Merriweather last night. Yeah, they are really rounding into form right now. I mean, between the the heater in Charlotte and Friday night, and then last night they're really feeling feeling their vibe and uh, and just kind of crushing everything that they put on the set list. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's get into it a little bit. Um, uh, the we had probably the best weather ever for fish Merriweather, at least as far as uh, as long as I've been going to see them. Um, uh, did you get to take advantage of uh, some of the nice weather before the show out in the lot? Yeah, it was gorgeous out. I mean, usually we have like DC summers. It's like 90 to 100 degrees when fish finally gets to Merriweather. Yesterday it was low 80s, nice breeze, good cloud coverage. And it worked out really well because there was a better shakedown scene than there's been in, in past few years at Merriweather also, I thought. Yeah, that was really what surprised me. We, um, I've, I've kind of given up on like really great pre-show stuff at Merriweather since, you know, pretty much everybody has to park in a parking garage now. Um, we got there as early as we can possibly get there having a kid. Um, I think we parked at about 4.15, just went to the mall lot because we, we didn't have a parking pass or anything and found out that we had some friends that had gotten there super, super early and had grabbed some real estate on Shakedown. And um, like literally they were sitting in an, uh, in a space on Shakedown. People kept coming up to us and like asking us what we were, what we were selling, which was pretty funny because we were just <laughs> having, hanging out. Um, but yeah, I like we went through that lot and there's all that new construction going on where it used to be that huge, awesome field where everybody just hung out. And um, I was getting a little depressed and then you like turn the corner and there was this little like cul-de-sac of shakedown that was like amazing. Yeah, they used to, I think, really crack down on vending at Merriweather, and now they seem to be letting people roam free a little bit. And for anyone who's going tonight, didn't make it yesterday, Lot 3 is the place to be. Yeah, I, I, it's so funny. I saw a um, plainclothes police officer, guy wearing a suit, and he had a badge hanging around his neck, you know, kind of low-key. We were going to head into the show, and I saw him looking at somebody and start to walk very intently. And I was like, oh, no, somebody's, somebody's <laughs> getting in trouble here. And he walked over to a French bread pizza guy and bought a French bread pizza. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Um, so it's clearly, like clearly I was on the same mindset as the cops yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was crazy. So um had a good time, saw lots of lots of people. Um, you know, we were in a convenient spot to just keep kind of roping people in and hanging out and talking and stuff. So it definitely set a good tone to the show going in. Um, I, I, I was inside, I was supposed to be in section 203. We wound up, uh, I think somewhere in 301 or something. I still haven't gotten the new Merriweather section numbering down. Um, yeah. you were saying that you were out on the lawn. Yeah, I was like front center of the lawn, dead on view. Um, you know, kind of in the area where that gap is on the pavement where you can walk into the path. And, uh, it was a great spot to be, you know, lawn was packed. Sound was 
immaculate out there. Um, and I was actually shocked, you know, sometimes on the lawn, I feel like I don't need my earplugs like I usually do. And, uh, last night with Fish's new lawn sound system, it was really loud and clear. Um, and I was really blown away by the sound out there. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that. Cause we talked about this on the quick hit yesterday. Fish had tweeted a picture. Um, and we've seen some pictures from people along the tour where they've been hanging PA stacks, like on the back of the pavilions, um, for the people on the lawn and not just relying on the the house sound system for the folks on the lawn. Um, and I was wondering how that was sounding. We, when we came in yesterday, I mentioned we, we parked at the mall. Uh, if you're not familiar with Merriweather, like behind the lawn, like across the street is this huge mall where most people wind up parking in a parking garage, but to get to where shakedown is, you have to walk to the complete opposite side of the venue. So we came out of the parking lot, um, and, I hear some music, like a like a bass, and I almost thought that there was a band playing in the parking garage at the mall. And I realized as we were walking that it was Mike and that they were on stage sound checking. And I'm telling you, from across the street at the mall, it was crystal clear. Um, with you know, thanks to the, the additional sound equipment that Fish was hanging. And as we walked by, they were playing. They were sound checking Billy Breathes, and we walked kind of through the Symphony Woods and behind the uh, the lawn. And uh, we were saying like, man, the people in the lawn are really in for a treat because it sounds so good out here right now. Like almost made me want to go out there and hang out. I mean, it's pretty striking just to like see the PAs that they have hanging. They have them right in front of the house PAs. And you know, the stack is like twice the size, um, clearly newer tech. It, it, it looks great. And I mean, the sound was just perfect. Um, so when you're looking at the, those stacks of PAs, you're like, damn, they're really putting in the effort for this tour to make sure that the people on the lawn get really good, high quality sound. I wonder, you know, if that might come out of, they've had some mishaps in years past where the sound on the lawn just cut out and maybe now they're, they're not trying to deal with that in the house systems. Yeah, yeah, Merriweather in particular has gotten better as they renovated it over the past five or six years. They did put pretty good sound equipment out there, but there, um, I don't know if you were there in 2009, um, they literally, there was no sound coming from the speakers on the lawn at Merriweather. So the entire show, <laughs> you, you really couldn't hear it. Um, it was it was actually kind of, it was awful. It was like a, a bad show. People, you could hear people around you talking like way louder than the music. Um, and I think, yeah, I know that was my first show actually. Oh really? Like, <laughs> yeah. I look back oh, on man. it. Like, even then, you know, getting a mediocre first show, but still it, it hooked me in. <laughs> yeah. That, that's awesome. So, and, and I hope that you said you got front and center. Um, one of the hot topics about Merriweather this year has been the new sky lawn and the VIP boxes on the sides, which block out a lot of the view. Um, did you venture up onto the sky lawn at all? No, not much. I have, I have some friends that were up there and they sent some pictures. It looks pretty awesome. I mean, you're like straight over the stage. It's, it's a pretty ridiculous view. I mean, like you don't really have a, a frontal look at the lights, but um, you're just like so high above the band that you're looking like straight down. on them. You can probably see Fishman's bald spot pretty clearly. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised given like there, there's a lot of negative chatter on social media and stuff about the way that they blocked off the view from folks on the sides of the lawn. I'm surprised that Merriweather's not making more of a PR push about this because they haven't really said much publicly about the skyline. You have to just kind of go there and see it and realize yeah. that like everybody can go up there. You don't have to, they, they literally have signs that say you do not need a special ticket to come up here like um and they're inviting people and it looks really cool it's like they actually have like fake hills built into it so you can sit up there on this astroturf and it looks really nice um and the 
so I think, you know, they're trying to kind of compensate for that. But then the other thing is actually inside the pavilion with it kind of walled off like that, it looks a lot cooler than you'd expect. And it actually almost feels like you're in the anthem, but like the anthem, the back of the anthem has been opened up onto a lawn. It, it looks, it looks really neat. So I don't know, like, I mean, I'm sure it's a bummer if you're off to the side on the lawn and you can't really see through those new uh, corporate boxes. Um, but they did a pretty good job with what they, they tried to accomplish. And I think that so that sky lawn is, is a big part of it. Yeah, I think they're skewed enough to the size that they block like the edges of the lawn and with how much they pack it in for a fish show, it's probably a good amount of it that's obstructed view. But, you know, most shows at Merriweather, they don't sell as many lawn seats as fish does. So yeah. uh, I bet for, for most of what MPP hosts, it, it does just fine. Yeah. So let's talk about the show. Um, you were at Charlotte on Friday night, so you got to catch that that real heater of a show. Um, overall, how did the first night of Merriweather stack up to uh, the Charlotte, which was probably the high water mark of the tour up to this point? Yeah. So Charlotte was like definitely, I think the the top top show of the tour so far. Um, well, last night, I thought their first set they really came out swinging. They had some good uh, concise jams in the first set. Uh, I think the No Man and No Man's play was really really a highlight of the show in the first set with the blistering sun teases uh in there and then i think they kind of lost a little steam uh in the second set uh after i guess it was set your soul free um you know they came out with a really really great ghost to open set two and then i think there was it was up and down from there um some kind of jarring set choices and uh a hood that was really going somewhere and then i think got ripcorded a little bit to go into um rise come together afterward but uh you know right now the way that they're playing especially trey and fishman who i think coming off ghost of the forest are having the strongest tour right now um you know they're just they're crushing everything in their path even if you know i can quibble about the the choices of the songs they're playing them really really well so that's what counts yeah, I, I'd agree with all of that. Um, it's one of those things, like, I, I looked at the set list after the show last night, and I, I was actually, like, a little disappointed in when I looked at it on paper and what I had just seen. And it was one of those things where like, I was like, this doesn't kind of jive with, like, what my experience was, because I felt like the sh it was a really strong show. There was really strong playing throughout, as there has been, particularly... Trey just still like guitar heroics in every single song. He's going yeah. absolutely nuts. And Fishman, um, the, I can't, I lost track of the number of the times that I turned to friends next to me, you know, while we were like dancing hard to one of his grooves and just like, God, he's, he's on fire right now. Um, yeah. It's absolutely A amazing. A lot of people, you know, lose Fishman's drumming in the mix just because like, you know, Trey's so, you know, in front of everything, but I would encourage people to really, really listen closely to what Fishman's doing because both in Charlotte and Merriweather, he was really popping out to me as, as the guy who's driving these jams. Yeah. And I don't know if you saw, um, so super late night after the show last night, Mike posted something on Instagram, um, where he shared a journal entry that he did, um, while they were a couple of months ago that while they were rehearsing at the barn and he talks about fish's drumming, uh, and, and like how lucky he is to be able to play with them. Um, yeah, he described it as like the, the surf hitting the shores in Oahu, which I think is like a great analogy, you know, just he's he's keeping it together so perfectly you know the rhythm never drops but he finds ways to you know throw in kind of creative twists and turns that keep you on your toes and can really pull out the best from the rest of the band 
Yeah, I, I, I liked him, uh, you know, talking about that that surfing analogy, um, but seeing that, you know, so many people have been talking about Fish's drumming on this tour, just to see that, like, Mike, who is probably, you know, one of the most important people to be, like, feeling great about Fish's drumming so that when they link up as a rhythm section, it's it's making it happen. To, to see that he was com- commenting on that as well um, was was pretty amazing. Um, so let's, let's just run down the show. So Undermind um, is a very, very cool opener. I thought that was a good choice. Um, Tube uh, had like a little, little mini jam. It started to get there. Um, but th- that was yeah. the first part of which, you know, the drumming came through and I think it was a super, super danceable version of, of tube for sure. Yeah. Some cool major key jamming in there. Uh, I think it was only like eight or nine minutes, but it was still, uh, you know, pretty solid version. And even if they didn't jam it out the way that they've done some other big type two ones recently, it was, it was a great way to really uh, kick the energy into high gear early in the show. Right. Right. And then, um, so then we had a run kind of uh, surprising uh, first set. Well, first off funky bitch. And then um, so first set placement for steam, which doesn't happen that often. Um, yeah. And then a very kind of first set ish run through my sweet one and, and I see you uh, and then into friend, um, which I was pretty pumped to hear. It's, it's one of the stronger tracks on ghost of the forest. Um, and it has that amazing uh, guitar solo, David Gilmore style guitar solo from Trey at the yeah, end. When he, that opening lick at the beginning, you know, where it, it starts out with this like really intense psychedelic bluesy riff and then drops into that, you know, very uh, uh, introspective ballad is really beautiful. And I thought it was a great cool down song. I'd love to see that, um, you know, popping into second sets right after a big jam vehicle. I yeah. think it would be a really good cool down song. It was definitely a cool down because um, it seemed in the pavilion like maybe 30 to 40% of the people decided to walk somewhere and do something. Um, <laughs> it was kind of fun. It was like the exact opposite of Ghost of the Forest where everybody was sort of like hanging on every note as soon as they started playing this ballad. I think we'd hit the, sh- the point in the show where uh, you know a lot of people probably needed a beer to hit the bathroom or something, and it was kind of perfectly timed for that. Um, yeah, exactly. But then the, the no men that followed, uh, once again, concise, but like really, really great. Uh, playing and you were talking about the uh, blister in the sun tease which was super fun yeah that was awesome and and after that once like i think the crowd roared once people really really caught onto it because he teased it like the full verse the chorus and then the verse again and that's when people started cheering for it and after that point i think is when he's like okay let's bring this to a, a raging peak and uh, and bliss it out a little bit yeah. So we get um, the horse and silent in the morning. Um, the horse uh, has been mostly absent in recent years. It did get played at Dick's last year, but um, doesn't get uh, doesn't get its its time in the sun uh, with uh, with silent in the morning all the time. So that was nice to hear. I thought, yeah, um, beautiful song. I, I always love when that shows up in a set list. And then, uh, so David Bowie, which was pretty straightforward, but once again, theme of the night, like no crazy distances to go for as far as the jam, but the, the playing was really, really strong. Um, and I, th- I thought it was one of the better Bowie peaks that we've heard in the, in the last couple of years. 
Yeah, and there were a few times I think they like Trey really wanted to take a major key and uh, and really go like hard into the bliss jamming style. And I think it was Mike was like pulling him back into into minor key blues and uh, kind of keeping it dark, which is really what I'm looking for in a David Bowie. I want it to stay dark and, and brooding. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, and then Squirming Coil, which I, I don't know, I just had a sense about it um, as they were wrapping up Bowie. I was like, I feel like they're going to play Coil here. Uh, they did that. Um, I like Coil a lot of times to close the first set instead of the second set. Um, the way yeah. that, the way that it kind of leaves you know Paige on stage to um, to wrap things up and uh, start set break off was good. Then I don't know. It seems like this trend that's happening on this tour is earlier starts and short set breaks. Yeah, I, th- I mean I know at Merriweather and Charlotte too, where it was a seven o'clock showtime. They've got a they've got a really hard 11 o'clock stop. So maybe that's affecting it. But last night, they they pushed up closer to curfew than they did on Friday night. On Friday, they were off stage by like 1045. Yeah. Last night they were, they were a little closer to 11. Yeah. They, I think, I know they were respecting that. Um, and, uh, I, I was kind of telling people like even uh, like I went out at the start of set break and I kind of was telling people like get back to your seats now because this this is going to happen a little sooner than you think. Um, I, yeah. I think it was close, <laughs> closer to 30 minutes uh, than, than 40 last night. And we start off set two um, with Ghost, which um, I think was maybe the highlight of the night for me. Um, yeah. They, they really took that, that ghost deep. Yeah, I listened back to it this morning. It was it was really really hot for like fourteen minutes. Um, really really good jam. Uh, you know, very similar. I thought to the kind of style that you hear in that that MSG Ghost from twenty ten that people go crazy for the Holy Ghost. Um, you know, it gets somewhere real in a hurry, and then it just it rips that out. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I forgot that it was Ghost um, several times, which is always a good sign. Um, and I think so. I think you know, as far as this, the overall second set goes, it it, it was odd song choices. And if you look down the list, you could def- definitely call this like a Saturday night special. Although they didn't play a lot of like big jam songs with like, like in a row like they tend to do. Um, but I mean, I would say maybe you drop the Axola and just go Ghost into Set Your Soul Free to have like a really nice half hour block of jamming um, because the Set Your Soul Free got got pretty interesting as well. Um, yeah. And then What's the Use follows that up uh, before the Billy Breathes, which we I mentioned we heard them sound checking. So I kind of expected that to come. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, that so the, the middle of the second set, they kind of dip down and they play a bunch of short songs in a row. I felt like maybe some of the momentum of the show was lost at this point. Um, but there was kind of these moments like the Billy breathe solo and things like that, that, that really reminded you of like how, um, hot the, the playing is right now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, every, every guitar solo that Trey takes, he, he really brings it to its, its fullest conclusion. You know, he's, he's very intentional and he's not wasting much time. Um, and that's one thing that I've been really impressed with on, on this tour so far is like every time he gets a minute to go into the foreground he seems to really like literally doing that with his wireless kit now. Um, but he, he really takes every solo out there and, um, and just crushes it. Uh, and that was true on Exilla. It was even true on Bug, like late, you know, in the encore. Um, he's, he's playing inspired guitar right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then we get Death Don't Hurt Very Long, um, which I am loving as a Fishman feature. 
uh, to kind of pick things up. Um, and then number line, and you know, once again, maybe a little bit disappointed to hear number line in the middle of the second set, but um, the guitar solo at the end and the sort of little jam that they they did out of that was like ripping. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, a lot of people probably went to the bathroom during number line, uh, but you know, they they missed out on some some fun solo work at the end there. Yep. The Harry Hood was the other moment in the set. Um, you mentioned this earlier. Uh, I, I forgot they were playing Hood at, at a certain point. It got, they seemed to be the trend with Hood that they like to do this little sort of micro type two jam um, before bringing it back. Yeah. I agree. I would have, just at the moment where I felt like they were really starting to make progress, um, they kind of roped it back in. I think they were probably looking at the clock and realizing that they needed to start to wrap the set up. Um, and then we get Rise and then Golgi, which is probably the other area where you say it's a little bit of a Saturday night special and playing like multiple set closers in a row um, to, right. to try to fill out the time. But then you mentioned Bug earlier for the Encore, which I thought was just amazing, um, perfectly placed, and then a pretty predictable Character Zero, but put me in the camp of um, I'll never complain about Character Zero because just the way that the room goes crazy at the end of that is is always special to me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's awesome, you know, when the, when the, just the, uh, comes in at the end, you know, when yeah. everyone's singing that together, it's like a really cool effect, especially, you know, you're on the lawn, there's tens of thousands of people around you. I, I thought that was really amazing. And I actually had a cool moment in the encore where there was this guy near me, he couldn't have been more than 20, 21 years old. And, you know, they start the opening nights of Bug and he starts freaking out. And it was like a cool reminder for me, you know, every song is someone's favorite song in the venue. And, uh, you know, we can all be nitpicky about what they play or what they don't, but everyone, you know, is having those moments throughout the show. And that's a pretty special thing. Yep. Yep. For sure. So, um, yeah, I don't know about you. I'm feeling good about tonight though. I feel, uh, the playing strong enough. Um, we've got the Sunday night thing going on with, so maybe a little bit more kind of creativity, uh, with the set list, maybe a little bit more relaxed feel letting things hang out there. Um, any big predictions for tonight? I think we're going to get a huge disease. Uh, I mean, you know, they have a great track record of Sunday night at Merriweather, but their usual trick of tweezer fest is out the window. So I think a big disease I could see come in. Uh, I'd love to hear some, some bust outs. I'm chasing cars, trucks, buses. That's really what I want to hear tonight. All right. So we'll hope for cars, trucks, buses for you, Seth. I'm going to let you get back to your day. And, uh, I don't know about you, but I need to, uh, I'm old enough that I need to rest up and put, put some, uh, put some, some ointment on my wounds and, uh, get get my (laughs) bones to rest up and, uh, get ready to do it again tonight. Hell yeah. I'll see you on the lot, man. All right. Thank you. And, um, for everybody else, uh, oh, so, so Seth, we should leave everybody with a jam, uh, to, to listen to. What do you think we should send people out on? Uh, I would go with the no men's and the, and the blister in the sun section. That was pretty awesome. All right. So we'll check that out. Um, after a word from one of our sponsors, um, everybody, thanks for playing along today on the quick hits. We'll be back tomorrow with another one from Merryweather night Two. enjoy your Sunday. Nugs.net is the destination for live music on demand. They have a growing collection of over 15,000 full-length concert recordings from bands like Pearl Jam, Humphreys McGee, Dead & Company, and Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band, so you'll never run out of live music to explore. I've been digging into a lot of Umphrey's shows on Nugs.net, and the catalog and the sound quality are really amazing. It's a great way to get to know a band even more. 
I've been listening to a lot of Billy Strings, Dead and Company. Oh, and uh, Wilco's on there now, too. Well, I've been listening to the infamous String Dusters and loving some of the old Steve Kimmock shows on there. It's available on desktop, iOS, and Android apps. Sonos, that's how I listen, and Blue OS. The Nugs.net team knows you love live music, so they're offering new subscribers a 35% discount on an annual subscription. Go to Nugs.net slash Helping Friendly and sign up today. If you already have a subscription, give the gift of live music to a friend. Again, that's Nugs.net slash Helping Friendly for 35% off an annual subscription. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
Osiris. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out there wildest dream and in some cases their worst nightmare past guests of the show include members of no effects pennywise bad religion and more listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com